Yay! Recording it live! <laughs> <laughs> We're here. Yeah, Friday Night Feels. It's always, you know, I have to say, um, for people who've been listening or watching, there's this just that moment when you connect. And I know I've joked about, you know, whether it's going to be technologically correct, but there's also this moment, which I don't think I've ever expressed, that it's it's such excitement. Because it just feels like, even though I, I may not talk to a lot of people, it just feels like I'm connecting with a whole bunch of really good friends during the podcast. So it's just, it's always so great to be here. So welcome everyone to Friday Night Feels. I'm Patrick Manette, licensed mental health counselor and certified life coach. Friday Night Feels is a show that focuses on a variety of wellness related issues, such as mental health, addiction, health concerns, stress management, relationships, mindfulness, and much more. The focus of the show is to create connection during difficult times and to be able to talk about issues that affect all of us and how to be the healthiest versions of ourselves that we can be. Each show, I invite a a guest co-host or co-host to join me and talk about whatever adventures they're involved with. My amazing ghost this week is Amanda Thomas. And Amanda is the founder and lead facilitator of Power Through Healing, a global initiative for change and healing in our world. She works to promote mental health, self-empowerment, and conscious evolution. Welcome, Amanda, to Friday Night Feels. Yay, I'm so excited to be here. I feel like we've had it on the calendar so I know well it's hard you know we and Amanda and I were just chatting about the podcast world of you know because Amanda just shared with me she's been involved with podcasts for about six months yeah and she's yeah. actually you're getting ready to launch your own yes finally Yay! my mind to do it for a long time and I finally took the plunge <laughs> right and you were you were kind of saying I, I think we were in the same page of when you enter this world you think it's going to be really overwhelming and in yeah. some places it can be, there are some people who are really committed to right. <laughs> at intense right. level. Yeah. I think it's like when I have too many appointments on my calendar, cause I'm going to do some solo and then some interview. Okay. And so when I have too many appointments start showing up, I get really overwhelmed thinking like, am I going to be able to do all this? But I, I so have thoroughly enjoyed like conversing with people, like finally connecting with people that I've been you know, seen on social media for a year or two and finally like, Hey, will you come on the show? And let's just finally connect and talk, you know, zoom to zoom. And it's been wonderful. So that's awesome. Well, congratulations. That's so exciting. And you know, you'll have to tell us all your podcast so we can help promote it and get the word out as well. It's, it's so, it's like a podcast family when you're into it. And so you go into these, these groups and you just kind of post of like, Hey, who'd like to come on or, you know, a different topic. And then you get to, sometimes you talk on the phone or you have the email (laughs) collaboration (laughs) and it's nice of, uh, you know, I think you're seeing it as well. It's such an honor when someone reaches out and responds to you, because yeah. I know how busy people are in, in so many different projects. And mm. for someone to come, it's just, it's always like a humbling experience. Yeah. Yeah. And when I first started, it's like, who would actually want to hear me talk? And then I'm like, well, I, I will be honest. Sometimes I feel really stupid. Like I told my friend, I was like, look, I am interviewing people and I feel like a complete idiot. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to do it anyways, because I seriously feel like there's a reason behind all this. I think it's, there's a purpose to this. Mm-hmm. And I had like a, a podcast interview the other day and I felt like I didn't really execute the way I wanted to. And I was really like in my head about it. And I'm like every day, you know, you can't a game every single day. We're all going to have our off days. And I think it's just important to remember that. And as long as I'm being authentic and just open and sharing myself, I think that's all anyone cares about. I I agree because I've listened to some podcasts where I, I felt it was forced and not genuine and it just sort of turned me off. But the people who like can laugh and say, I'm having a crappy day. I spilled my coffee <laughs> and it went down from there. It's like, I can relate to that. And, right. and, you know, it's, it's, that's the human connection. And I think that's where healing can really begin when we're not doing the whole, oh, I'm this, so I'm on a pedestal. It's like, no, I I spilled my coffee and it's been a shitty day since then, (laughs) but I'm happy to be here. Even if one person's listening or it's just me speaking to the universe, I'm going to do the best I can to put a positive loving message out there. Yeah. I put pressure on myself because I have such a 
a powerful like mission in my heart. It's like, I want to change the whole world. Like, and I want to carry the world on my own shoulders. And, you know, so like, if I'm like making sure like to the T where I, when I first started, I was like writing out every word I was going to say and thinking like, am I saying this in a really powerful and, you know, executing it the right way where I'm like, okay, when I just talk more openly and freely, people are going to feel the heart behind it. It doesn't Mm -hmm. sound so like monotone or like really staged. And I think that's important as well. So Um, I think that's why we like podcasts is we feel like we're just kind of in the room with someone and we're just enjoying that time and we can be listening to podcasts when we're doing anything. Right. And, and being able to connect with someone. And, and to me, what I found, I never really listened to podcasts until I got into doing them, which, you know, is kind of Mm -hmm. funny. Uh, And what I realized was at night, they're really nice to listen to because I can fall into that black hole of watching, you know, binge watching TV Mm But then I realized, you know, talking about mental health and emotional wellness is like, I, I would go to bed more drained almost and Mm. I would wake up. But when I realized if I did something else, even if it's cleaning or playing a game, but having, having a podcast where there's that educational piece there, I noticed I'm much calmer by the end of the evening. And when I wake up the next day, it's, I'm in a brighter mood. Yeah. I think if you're anyone that is kind of a creator of any kind, whatever work that might be, um, listening to podcasts like inspires me. It kind of sparks my brain to new ideas and things I could write about or speak about myself too. So it's really a creative outlet and there's nothing wrong with binging a show on Netflix here and there, you know, but like you said, sometimes it's kind of like at the end of it, you're like, wait, how many hours did I just spend on that? And what did I get from it? Anything? Right. And, and this is, it, it's, it's fun. And like, I break out into musical numbers at time and we talk about food and random <laughs> stuff. So it's kind of, you never really know. It's like, you know, a box of chocolates, you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. Um, but it, it, and it's so fun just to connect with other people in, in like-minded ways of what I have found is the people who come on a Friday night feels all have their own journey and their own experience of healing and not just their own healing and and maybe their own tribulations and trials, but also how do they pay it forward? And I think that's a huge testament to the people that come on here. This, this thing happened to me or these events or this experience, and it changed me where I want to move forward. I want to, I want to be able to touch other people. Like you're saying, you've created a global initiative to change the world and to heal the world, not just change it, but to help heal it. Mm-hmm. So could you maybe, if you um, tell me a little bit about power through healing, I, I'm dying to know all the, the juicy details. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest. It's been something in the works for a couple of years now, and I am offering you know, client experiences where we can either work one-on-one or I'm going to move into probably some group coaching and things like that here soon. But I am still always mapping it out. I'm still just keep keeping flexible with my vision because I noticed that the more that I'm just open to receiving and letting this unfold naturally, then the more things are coming from it, the better things are. So um, when I say for some reason that just came to me because power through healing, like there's so much power through healing that came to me one day and that just sparked everything in my, I'm like, whoa, 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 what is this? This is my global this is what I'm dedicating to sharing with the world and helping this world to evolve. And that's where, you know, the conscious evolution aspect comes in. I do believe that we are all better when we are collaborating and supporting and having these higher of compassion and empathy towards each other. So I'm super excited to always speak about this, write about this and, you know, help people break through to that next level of impact that they can offer. And that contribution that you can offer to this world, it's so important. And I think it's such a beautiful way of, of helping people who may just kind of need that support. And like you said, that coaching and that safe space to be able to explore those aspects of themselves. Because I I know for myself, I don't think it's a natural place, at least in my life growing up, where that was something that was promoted or talked about much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we were, you know, it took me a long time. It took me like almost 30 years to realize that, wow, 
I was born to be a creator for this world. I was, I'm supposed to be participating in this world and in my life and, you know, taking responsibility and direction for my life. So it took me a long time to figure out, but man, once it gets inside of you, it's just a passion. It's a fire. It's a burning to share this with others. It, it sort of ignites into something that's, that just yeah. grows, right? Is it some, yeah. This is what it sounds like. So yeah. how, so when, when you're saying you're coaching and helping people, what in, in mental health and self-empowerment. So if someone comes to you or or wants to take one of your experiences, what are some of the current ones that you've done that you've really enjoyed or, or, you know, changed you as a facilitator? Sure. Yeah. So they, you know, towards the end of 2021, that year we just ended, um, I would say, you know, it was really about just helping people step into their authenticity because I fully believe that if you're showing up as your true self. And if you are having the confidence to do that, I'm, I'm launching a course called the confidence locator that I'm super excited about because it's so important to realize that you can locate that confidence within you. Again, you were born to be confident in what you're creating for your life and for this world. So, you know, authenticity is a big thing. Confidence is huge. The reason why it's so important to me, I think is because because like you said, when I was younger, it wasn't ingrained in me. I wasn't taught to do this. I wasn't taught to share myself. In fact, praised because, you know, oh, she's so good. She takes care of herself. She's so quiet all the time. She plays by herself. Oh, we never need to worry about Amanda. And so as nice as that sounds, you know, that doesn't sound like conniving in any way, but a little girl's brain just starts to absorb that and thinking, oh, it's better if I'm just quiet. And if I'm just kind of reserved. And so I, all of my um, healing experiences start with hypnotherapy, specifically the Marissa peer method, which is rapid transformational therapy. So it's to the point, let's get to the root cause of why you're having this issue. So I'm working with people who come to me and they say, I feel like there's so much more. I feel like I could be doing more or I could have more of an impact or I could just have more. I have a vision in my mind or on my heart that I want to explore. So that's helping them break into that creative impulse that's within them is so empowering for me. Every time I get to help someone do that, is it crazy when I get to help them go back to the root cause of an issue and help that little inner child within them that was so deeply just either, you know, her or disrespected in some way, um, that was just sad. And now we can bring that happiness and that joy that we deserve back into your life. And, and that just sounds so beautiful. And the one thing that I, I'm just wondering is, is do you must feel so humble in those moments <laughs> when mm -hmm. you're seeing that it's kind of funny as we're talking about, you know, promoting <clears throat> that conscious evolution of there's a fine line when you're doing this type of work where when you're doing this intimate work with someone and they have these breakthroughs, it's almost sort of like a spiritual test for us as the helper of, oh, do I take credit for this? Right. And, right. But, and you know, and I, I know in the past I've fallen mm -hmm. into that because it, it was sort of intoxicating. Like, oh my gosh, I have the skill. Look how <laughs> powerful it is, right? But yeah. then, then you realize that's a dead end. <laughs> sure. Like you do, you feel like, you're sharing that experience with someone. It's such an intimate experience. So you like get so like energized and you get so um, wrapped up in like, wow, look what I just did. You can do that so easily. But what I realize is I'm a facilitator to this healing. Mm -hmm. I am someone that has luckily just been trained in some really awesome tools and techniques that can guide you. And when it comes to specifically hypnosis, people get scared by that word, like thinking, oh, someone's going to put me in a trance right. or I'm make gonna, me quack like you, a duck. Right. And it's like, no, like hypnosis is a process that I'm helping just guide you into, you know, you're it's all hypnosis. In my opinion is self-hypnosis. It doesn't work if you don't let it, if you mm -hmm. don't let yourself go down to that relaxed state of mind and just let you let yourself absorb that. So it's nothing to be scared of. That's the thing. And if you're not you know, willing to revisit the past and any traumatic experiences. It's just, you know, I encourage you to really just understand that you are not your past experiences. You can always release any emotional attachment to those experiences. So it's nothing to be afraid of. You can never 
past. You know, in my sessions, we do, we go back to a few scenes and I always just make sure they understand, like, you're not reliving this. You're looking over around this and you're being an observer. You're able to now as an adult, look back and say, oh, this is what really happened. And then we can understand why today you're displaying these habits or these patterns in your life. I, I think that's so beautiful and, and it's so powerful because the, the one thing that was coming into my mind as you were saying saying that and explaining what you do is how powerful the mind is to set up so many blockages to prevent us from being able to go into the past and to heal it and to believe and to recognize that we do have the strength to be able to face these traumas and these wounds and these mistakes that we've made in order to have a life of fulfillment and a future of hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and, about, yeah, and you must it, see that in your work too, where people don't think that they can ever get there. And then mm-hmm. you, you help them get there. Yeah. Yeah. Believing in yourself and your capabilities is so important. And I think for a lot of us in like your position and mine, we have to sometimes let them borrow our faith and our support first to this, you know, I always just make sure they understand, like, you know, I'm here for you. I believe in you trust, you know, and I always say, you know, I've helped so many other people that were even worse off than you trust me. Like we got, you know, so it's like just giving them installing the confidence that this healing will work for them, that it will take for them because if, but at the same time, you know, you can't help anyone until they're ready healed or to be helped. So, you know, letting someone come into that, there are so many people that I could, you know, I see on social media and friends and family. It's like, I know I could so easily help you get through this or fix this or whatever you want. You know, it's like, but until they're ready to come to me, Mm -hmm. I just, I have to just hold space and just that opportunity for them whenever they're ready. Right. That free will choice. Mm -hmm. And the mind just hates the, well, first of all, you know, like you said, the mind is trying to keep you safe. So the mind does not, your subconscious does not want to have to go, you know, your mind doesn't want to have to go back to those traumatic experiences because, oh my gosh, that'll cause you pain. That'll cause you suffering again. You know, so the mind's job is to try and, you know, protect you, but you are stronger than your mind. You are in control of your mind. So remembering that that's not me. That's not me. Right. I am in control here. Right. And one thing too, that I've learned is being able to tell people, whether it's coaching or consultation or therapy of, I'm not here to take anything away from you. Mm -mm. And I think historically, especially in the mental health field, that was a huge proponent of of mental health. You know, if we're looking at the history of schizophrenia and, and, Mm -hmm. you you know, psychosis and lobotomies and all of that, like it was like something really invasive. And luckily it's evolved in the field to be more healing and trauma-informed. But I I can see it, you know, where that that anxiety is there. And even when I entered the field, it was sort of, I I started working in the addiction field where it's like, you have to give up the substance or you're going to have a bad consequence. And it was, Mm. it was a very, it made me harsh. Right which how can you be a healer? How can you walk your talk of, oh, it's so great here, but I'm being a miserable SOB because I got to do my job. Like mm-hmm. it, it didn't align. <laughs> sure. Yeah. It, those can be, you know, I don't do much with addiction. Uh, this technique RTT that I use is brilliant for addiction. It's just not my niche, right. but um, it's, yeah, I think that that would be hard because you do feel like, well, I'm giving up my safety net. I'm giving up my whole life. So <laughs> when someone's, you know, facing addiction, you have to just remind them of, well, what do you want? Because when I talk to people before we even start, it's like, what do you want? And people are going to be happy to list off everything that hundred things that they don't want. Mm -hmm, Right. mm -hmm. But it's like, no, 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 no. Let's focus on what you do want. And when it comes back to why people are scared to move forward in these coaching or healing experiences with people like, and therapists, even, you know, it's because they don't have any idea who lies, who or what lies on the other side of this healing, right? right? It's completely unfamiliar, unrecognizable. We have no idea. And that's so scary. And I still struggle with that. I'm still struggling with that, you know, and working with coaches and things like that, because it's unfamiliar for me, um, to be successful to, you know, we'll get a little bit into my background, but, you know, to be abundant and to be living passionately and, you know, to feel safe and secure and being authentic. So 
the mind is just, it's, it's such a, you know, it's such a tricky little mechanism that we have mm-hmm. here that we have to learn to work with, let mm-hmm. our minds support us and understanding that, yes, it's scary not to know what's going to be on the other side, but tell me, what do you want? You know, do, do you want to have, you know, a day where you can wake up feeling refreshed and healthy and on purpose? Do you want a job that's fulfilling that, you know, can, and, and people, sometimes they don't even know, like, especially with, I think anxiety, like Mm -hmm. people that struggle with anxiety, it's, um, really hard for them to figure out what they do want because they're just so consumed in those anxious thoughts. So I, another good question would be, okay, if you don't know exactly what you want or who you want to be, who is someone that you admire? Who is someone that you do always look at and say, man, I would like to have that life. I would like to show up like this person. And then we can kind of break that down a little bit. Okay. What about that person? Do you, you think that you would, you know, want to have that part of your, in your life as well. So it, you know, asking the right questions is really important. Letting yourself play around and really just visualize and inspect what would work for your life. And those all sound like really, I, I use the word simple questions, but they're not overly complex, but they're extremely powerful mm-hmm. because sometimes that, you know, the, the, the answer is the simplest one of, you know, what's holding you back? What's the fear, but also what do you dream about? And mm-hmm. I think, you know, what I'm hearing you say too, is there's a huge difference between wanting something like envious or jealousy and being able to articulate and extrapolate that. What is it specifically about that, that you like, or you're drawn to and how would that fit? What flavor would that be for you in your life? Yeah. And yeah, I, I don't know if we, people must just be in awe when you give them that space to be able to start exploring that in a safe, non-judgmental environment. And it's really about the feeling too. So, you know, it's like, well, I want to um, be in a career that I, you know, I, I love and that I can spend more time with my family or be there more for my husband, you know, whatever it mm-hmm. is, you know, okay, cool. So, so what, a, how would that make you feel? How would you feel if you were able to do that every day? And I, I just asked that question a million times in our, you know, intake session, it's like, how would that make you feel? What does that feel like? And when mm-hmm. you're doing this, what does that feel like? You know, so we just, I mean, I dig and dig and dig until I can just get to the absolute bottom of, okay, now we have the overall picture. We have a picture of what you want your life to be. So let's see, let's get started. Right. And I wanted to go back to something you were saying about growing up as that little girl of, you know, sort of that role of if I'm quiet, then I'll be okay. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I've seen specifically with women, as I called it with this, um, this one situation I was thinking of was the sort of like the porcelain doll technique which is kind of what it sounds like of you are there to look pretty and to, to behave and to be admired, but you're not really supposed to have your own personality. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like I said, it was very well-meaning. I mean, my mom loved all of this, you know, she's a great mom. It's just that, um, you know, it's like, well, I think Amanda's okay. She's just been playing in a room for, you know, she plays by herself. She's so easily. And sometimes parents are tired. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, she didn't realize that I was like, dude, why is my mom having this freaking tea party with me? You know, it like, you know, I was pissed about it, but so, you know, it's just, the mo- even the well intentions can just be misconstrued because it's a child's brain. You know, it's a child's brain is always going to uh, make their own conclusions. And they're, you know, you're as a child, you're going to usually come up with the wrong conclusions. That's why it's so important to communicate with your kids and explain things as best as you can in an age appropriate way. And so what would you have liked to change if you could have I think really, you mean as far as like my childhood? Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, good question. Oh gosh, um, I could sit and talk for hours. No, <laughs> uh, I think really it's just it's just communicating more, um, giving reasons behind why things were the way they were. Because I, again, I think I just always made up my own conclusions, and children just know to blame themselves. They don't know that they can blame anyone else. So mm-hmm. I think 
we just, you know, we, I had a roof over my head. I always had food. Um, I was comfortable, but I didn't have any extravagances. We, I was told a lot of the times that, you know, oh, you don't, we don't have money for this or we, oh, we could never afford that. Um, you know, I could never join Girl Scouts. I couldn't understand why I was, oh, well, your dad wouldn't, he doesn't want you to, he won't let you, you know, just little things like that, but maybe more so just in depth explaining things. Um, because I grew up with this complexity now of, you know, that's not available to me. There are three beliefs that I've been taught, you know, number one is first and foremost, we all have this shared belief of not feeling good enough. Mm -hmm. Then we have this other belief of not feeling like something is available to us. And then the last one is just feeling disconnected or not connected with people. So I think in not having been given all of the opportunities and experiences that I wanted as a child, I felt disconnected and left out from others. And then it must be because I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. you see how those all three just kind yeah. of work together. Yep. And that's what we all struggle with. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I, uh, off the top of my head, I can't think of too much that I would change other than just like really communicating. I was always told, well, this is just the way it is. Or yes, that's just how yep. life is. Yep. Oh, with it you know let's just suck it up and you know get over it so it just you know those mm-hmm. when you hear that enough times you just kind of start to get really um overwhelmed by it I think as a teenager I was really oh my god I hated my mom I couldn't <laughs> stand her I took a lot I still kind of it's taken me a long time but I've gotten past like the self-deprecating behaviors when I was you know 13 to probably gosh I think 19, I cut my wrists like almost, you know, daily. I was, I was very much in a self-deprecating mode mm-hmm. where, you know, if nobody understands me, I felt like no one ever understood me and what's going on in my mind. I didn't have an outlet to share that with someone. It was just really hard. You know, you get really, um, you know, when someone's, what am I trying to say? You know, you get so like you're going to bust, like you're just going to mm-hmm. burst if you don't let these emotions out some way. And for me, it was like, well, I'll show them. I'll just hurt myself. Mm-hmm. And if they, you know, if they ever found out that I was doing this, then, you know, then they would know better. They'd finally feel sorry for me. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know it's so much we could get into with that without doing too much, but yeah. It, I, and, that's a yeah. hard age. That's a hard age. Yeah. Yeah. You know, teenagers, they don't feel, they don't feel understood regardless. So we don't have a, a parent that you can really turn to that will just listen and hold space for your emotions because it's not that I couldn't go to my mom when I needed help or my, my dad's a whole other story. We could never, you know, but, uh, my, but, you know, as far as it's not, I couldn't go to my mom. It's just that I never, the few times I would go to her, I learned kind of like, wow, she just doesn't understand me, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, Mm -hmm. why even bother? Mm -hmm. So, and now today we're still dealing with, you know, healing from that and we're closer than ever. And I love her to death. We, um, still struggle a little bit with our communication, but we, we found that happy space that works for us. Well, I think sometimes too, you know, as I've gotten older, I, I don't have children, but I, I have people with children and I work with parents all the time and couples is I never understood the incredible anxiety and stress. And sometimes I think panic that parents constantly live under. Mm-hmm. and that fear of am I going to mess this up am I going to ruin their lives am I am I going to be the one and I think and then kids are growing up in their own world so it's like they're really speaking two different languages yeah yeah and so I think that like as a parent are you a parent Patrick no I'm not oh okay me neither so this is just you know um, what I've learned. So I think as a parent, you know, you are just trying your best. And as long as you're doing better than your parents did, then you're feeling like, okay, I'm doing, I'm doing okay. Right. Yeah. So, you know, but in my situation, it's like, well, mom and dad are like, well, you know, when I was growing up, we didn't have this and we're fine. And, you know, it's fine. You don't need this. We didn't have that either. So I think parents got to get away from saying that, you know, just because we do have it, but you did, we still have our own desires and our own emotions that want to be met in a certain mm-hmm. way. So can mm-hmm. you try to also focus on that? I think that's important. Yeah. And I remember I was being interviewed once on a podcast when we were talking about mental health and my own experiences and, and growing up around that time period too of teenagers is really difficult for me. And I, I remember the host had asked me something in the, in the way of, you know, if I, if I blamed my parents or if there was, you know, like a resentment there. And I, I said, you know, I thought about it for a minute of like, there was a time where there was, because that was my own immaturity, like to blame them 
And, but mm. looking back at it, because I've healed myself and, and grown and matured a lot of, sure. wait a minute, it's like, they, I did the best I could, and they did the best I could. Like, how, mm. I did, like you're saying, I didn't know how to ask for it. I just knew that I was in a dark place, and I didn't know how to get out. So that I think when we're looking at, <clears throat> which, which is so neat, and exciting to have someone who's doing the work that you're doing, because it is opening the door to help people find the language to be able to articulate and ask for what they need, which is such an empowering gift. Yeah. I think that as a teenager, I was, and maybe you can relate where it's like, I was just pissed as hell that I even had to ask for Mm -hmm. what I needed. It's like, Mm -hmm. you should just know. And I would get so (laughs) resistant. And so, yeah, we do, we go first, we start to blame our parents. Well, it's your fault, your fault, your fault. And then as adults, we learn like, okay, no, I mean, I just didn't communicate what I needed and, you know, I didn't know how. And so that's all we have to learn to do is just communicate your needs, communicate your emotions. And I'm, I'm realizing, you know, lately is I don't care if you understand me. All I want is just for someone to acknowledge me. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't need you to come up with a solution or a response always. I just need you to be there for me for a second. Can I just vent to you? Can I yeah, just, let just you know hold it so that I feel better? And that usually does the trick. And, mm-hmm. you know, if I needed, if I really needed a solution or an answer, then that's when I know who to, you know, obviously I'm not my best friend, I'm going to go to a therapist or a, a coach or, you know, whatever. Support. So asking the right people and and I think that's I think those are some of the injuries that we see as with adults that they haven't had those conversations or learned those skills or learned that their needs are are not valued not the most important word are valid right that hey it's okay that you need this it's okay like it's never about oh, I want the bigger house with the pool. It's like, there's something else, like you're saying, there's something else that you need there. Is it mm-hmm. security? Do you want the fun? Like, you know, and I think when, yeah. when I'm coaching, one of the things that I focus on is we have the conversation of what do you do for fun? Mm, yeah. And I, I, and every time I ask that, I just get like <laughs> deer in the headlights. Like I uh, work, yeah. I pay bills. I do this. I'm like, but what do you do for fun? Do you like gaming? Do you like cooking? Do you garden? Do you throw axes? Do you hunt? Like, what is it yeah. that you do? Do you read? And having that discussion is so powerful because I think just like what you're saying with, with your initiative and your, in your courses that that allows that creativity, allows that inner child, allows that passion, that creativity mm-hmm. to finally have a place to be heard. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, that's a good, that's to work with people on because I, I just, I don't do anything for fun that I can think of right now. I mean, I'm like, what do I do for fun? You know? So it's like, I, yeah, it's important to remind yourself that even as adults, we're here to play, we're here to explore and experience. And I I try to do better about that. Like yesterday I went to Chicago, my favorite city in the world. And I, I, I laughed and I let myself just be present. And I was so happy for the first time in like longer than I can remember. And I know that sounds so depressing, but I really just haven't been out in so long. And I took my niece who's 11 and we had, we just had so much fun and I haven't had fun in a Mm. long time. Mm -hmm. And I just realized, oh my God, I have to do this more. Yeah. (laughs) And then that flows into, and I'm the same way, um, you you know, cause then that rejuvenates the work that we do. Yeah. And before we started, Amanda and I were talking about that. Um, and I want to get back to Chicago a little bit more, but like we, I was saying to, to Amanda that, you know, we're here in Northern New York, the weather's actually been nice. I I was able to open the window today and just having that fresh air. But Mm -hmm. I remember going out this morning, I had to do some errands and I didn't need uh, a scarf and a hat and a winter jacket because it was warm for a hoodie. And I remember I was telling Amanda, I I felt so awkward and discombobulated (laughs) because I didn't realize how heavy physically, emotionally, spiritually that this winter has been for me. And I think, and having just a little bit of hope of now that it's lighter later and I can see the sun at seven o'clock. It just, Mm -hmm. it's those things that rejuvenate me as a person. So then I can do my work even better. 
Exactly. Yeah. You don't like, I think I said that too. It was like, you don't realize what you're missing until you have it again. And you're like, oh yes, this is what it feels like. I feel right. like me again. It makes a huge difference. So I, I have to know, I've never been to Chicago. Yeah. So I live so, in Springfield, Illinois, which is about three hours uh, south of Chicago. Okay. And you would think how easy it is. You know, it, it is so easy to get to Chicago, just hop on a train or, you know, so that's, um, I need to do it more. And I've dreamed about living in Chicago since high school. And I just, I, re- I deeply regret not taking more action towards making that happen. So I moved away from Springfield when I was, I think, 24. I've been away for like seven, eight years. And, um, and I just moved back to Illinois last summer. And so it's and now it's like, I, I've kind of just been around and I'm like, Amanda. So yesterday reminded me like, Amanda, you have always wanted to live in Chicago. When I go there, I don't have to do anything. I don't have to spend a million dollars shopping or anything like that. It's just me walking around, just people watching and just enjoying the beauty of the skyscrapers and the, and the views. And so um, it brings me so, so much joy. So I'm like, I am going to set the goal of how, when, how and when am I going to get to Chicago? Maybe Ooh, not I how, but when I am I going to be in Chicago? <laughs> yeah. It's just like, Amanda, you've wasted like your whole, like I'm 32 years old. I'm like, what have you been doing for 10 years? Like, oh my God, like just make this happen finally. So uh, yeah. So I'm going to make it a goal to be That's there exciting. by the end of this year. Yeah. Awesome. Well, keep us posted. Well, I will. so my question is, and if you, you know, for those who have watched, like I have to ask like uh, Chicago deep dish pizza. Is it, okay. is it amazing? Is it, do you like that? Yeah, so I am actually uh, mainly plant-based now, but I will okay. say I've had it. And um, yeah, so I'm not like one of those people that's like, ooh, like, so when I took my niece, I made sure we went and got her all the food that she would love. It's not like I was going to be like, let's go to all the vegan restaurants, but <laughs> yeah, so pizza? she got to enjoy, yeah, so she got <laughs> okay. to enjoy Chicago pizza and oh. this cookie place, dude. Mm. Yes. And um, Chicago is great. I think it's just, if you have a restaurant in Chicago, you're not going to make it unless your food is great. So, okay. you okay. know, you're going to anything, anywhere you go delicious and well, we I had super... we had a chicago chicago pizza uno here okay yeah um i, I don't know if that's an you know like restaurant, right yeah. yeah i don't i don't think it's it's i, I remember having one in maryland for a little while and i don't think it really lived yeah. true authentic if you go to chicago you gotta go to chicago man it's i know so... i'll put it on my list yeah. i'll put on my i have places it's just that so i want to visit there's so much know, to do there i didn't know chicago was fun i had never heard that before oh gosh no it is and <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I guess I'm from like a smaller town, so it's like, there's not much to do here. So when I go to Chicago, it's like ooh, overwhelming how much you can do. Right. Well, you see, it's really interesting because people say that a lot to me of like, you know, living in a small town and there's pros and cons there, but it's also, you know, I could jump on a train and go to New York city, you know, five hours, mm. but it's one of those things too, of I admire and appreciate New York city, but for me, it's, it's not a city I'd ever want to live in. Mm, um you know I I don't know where you know other adventures I that I I would like to see but it's it just has never felt like home big cities just energize me I don't know what it is they just make me so excited they just they show me like the opportunities and the possibilities for my life and I don't know it just it it just excites me that's awesome I I feel that way when I'm in Latin America or in Europe Oh, okay. Yeah. Anytime I've been, like I, when I, I was 16, when I first met, I was on a mission trip to Nicaragua and this is going to sound really strange, but when we're talking about our journeys is <laughs> I felt in, in this third world country, right. With, with, you know, people not having much of anything, I felt as if I was finally home. Aww, there was yeah. just this connection and I had been, because we live near Canada, you know, growing up, I, I was studying French and everything. And there was this, as you said, this something ignited in me where I just fell in love with the culture. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, it was interesting when we were talking about, I, this was going through my mind when we started, is, is for my journey, I think that when I was a teenager, that mental health stuff, it makes you, it can make you really selfish because you're in it, right? You're in that black pit. And I know throughout my life when I'm not in a good place, I can fall into that selfishness, which right. then avoids, helps me, helps avoid me. I'm sorry, prevents me. Let me be clear. Prevents me from being really able to help others. Mm-hmm. And 
those people that I met in Nicaragua, and I'm still in contact with some of them, you know, decades later, that they changed me. They they helped me like come alive for the first time. And and I think I think that's what taught me. You know, growing up in the states, we see you know movies and TVs, and the more you have, the more you have, and the more you want. And to see people who had nothing but were more gentle and more loving and more compassionate uh, blew my mind. Right. Blew my mind and taught me humility. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I, I have, I haven't explored the world as much as I want, I want to. And I, I know, yeah, there's so much that can just energize and recharge you. And when you get your, when you get yourself outside of your, you know, specific environment, that's when the expansion starts. That's when your mind just is so open and just realizing like, oh my God, this world that we live in is incredible. Right. And the people that can change our lives. And I think that's kind of, you know, what I'm picking up from your work too, is, is we were talking a little bit about this before, is I think people come into our spaces, whatever they may be, and they see us or our titles or our degrees or everything. And they, there might be like putting them up on a, on a pedestal. And I know I've done that with professionals as well. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that I always tell my people is how I'm inspired by them. Because just like the people you work with, they make that decision every time they attend an appointment or a course or a class or a coaching session Mm -hmm. to say, this is uncomfortable, this is scary, this is vulnerable, but I'm going to take that leap of faith and do it because I know it's going to work. I know it's going to be worth it. Right. And to me, that's inspiring. Right. And that's, um, the key to what I'm, I'm learning and what I'm making sure I'm getting better at is remembering that no one gives a shit about me. I'm going to be honest. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, 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 what can I offer you? What can I give you that helps empower you? And, but it's also about security. So there's so many different aspects to getting people to work with you. It's that I'm learning and I'm still, um, my business is nowhere near where I I want it to be. Right. So it's, you know, I'm still learning and growing, but it's like, let's make sure that people feel number one, safe and secure to work with you. And they trust you, and then they feel safe enough to explore this healing within them. So there's so many different key aspects that we need to hit for people. But, but my point is I want them to understand I'm not doing this for me, even though I'm excited to live in a world where we are all working from our highest potential. I'm that just, man, that hypes me up. But so (laughs) I am so excited about that. So I want you to understand though, I'm not doing this for me. And I, uh, it's not about what I want. It's what you can do and what offer this world by doing this work. So how do we, you know, it's all about just letting them know the reason behind why this course or why this experience, why this coaching session with Patrick is so important because we want you to be operating from that highest level. And, and because that's the world where we're going to create a better, you know, a, a better world where we can all live collectively. There's room for all of us to be living and having and doing everything that we want to be doing. There's room for everyone and everything. Right. And, and I think, you know, that um, I was recently asked a question and it was a really simple question. It said, what is one fear that you have? Mm-hmm. And I was so surprised at how easily the fear came up. And then the person <laughs> who asked me the question asked me a follow-up of how often I, I feel that. Mm. And I said, I, I couldn't answer because I hadn't even articulated. So there was such a disconnection that I didn't even know I was feeling it until I was asked the question. Mm-hmm. And then to be able to say, I need to explore this because I don't want this fear energy in me. It doesn't serve right. me. Um, yeah, and it's also not true. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the, the fear is not real. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's like nine, I don't know the actual statistic. It's like 99.9% of our fears will never come to fruition. No, they will never actually happen. Right. So we just get ourselves so anxious and worked up about them. I, that's a good question. I don't know. And I can already tell you my greatest fear is is failing in this, you know, initiative that I have and this mission that I'm on. And, and the reason why it scares me, the failing is because I feel like then I'm not, 
what's the point of my life? And I'm not impacting if I'm not, you know, sharing and if I'm not living on purpose, it's we, and that's, I think I said that earlier where I get so wrapped up in my head about it. I can be so hard on myself and it's like, I can't. And then I realized like, I can't save the world all by myself. We, I, right. we're not all, and we're not right. all going to save the and world we're not supposed the same to. way. Yeah. But I, gosh, it's hard when we just get in that mindset. I know, yeah. But I can tell yeah. you, you know, from my experience of getting to know you in our time together, it's like, there's no way your initiative can fail because it's already succeeded. Because mm-hmm. yeah. you're already here tonight on my show, inspiring me, mm-hmm. inspiring the people that are listening. And that, you know, what I'm seeing your vision as is planting these seeds. Yeah. I think that's all you can do is just plant the seeds. Yeah. (laughs) And because I'll tell you why, because, you know, the seeds were planted for me years before I finally let them start to grow and to actually become anything. So for just very quickly, you know, I'll I'll say, you know, I started to learn a little bit about like, you know, mental shifts and the power of your mind and, um, the law of attraction and things like that. I think around 17 or so it wasn't until probably halfway through 2020, when I started to actually use those things I had learned and really believe in them and let them guide my life. And the, and and unfortunately, if I would have like known everything that I know today, then I wouldn't have ended up living in my car for all of 2019 or, you know, failed and become completely, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars in debt and not believed in myself and not known my worth or my value. So, but, but we, we use what we have we know what we know. And, and now we, we just forgive ourselves for what we didn't know at the time. That was one thing. It's so funny. You say that I was having that conversation with myself today about <clears throat> one of my spiritual teachers who has changed my life of uh, teaching me about self-forgiveness. And I just remember I was sitting on a couch today thinking about this, of how, how <laughs> important that is of like, yeah, let let's forgive ourselves it's like it is a uh, I don't want to say an awful world that's not good but it's it's a chaotic world and when we're beating ourselves up we cannot flourish we we cannot move forward if we're stuck in the past Mm -hmm. yeah you can't let the past dictate your future it's so it's such a process this healing process I always say like first we have to go back we can't do anything until we go back we're going to get through that and then now you're going to be back to the present how do you live presently now that Mm -hmm. you got rid of all those distractions? and like you said I love that word chaos it's so true Mm -hmm. how do we get rid of the chaos and the distractions of the past so that we can finally be present in this moment we cannot figure out our future until we are present present mm-hmm. until we're mm-hmm. feeling right now until we're understanding I am capable and there's so much opportunity and possibilities available to me now that my mind is clear and I can see those things yeah and, and I think when one of my favorite questions along with what you're saying is can you even imagine your life without chaos mm. And how many people just look at me and say, I don't even know what that means. Mm-hmm. And we're not, you know, there's so many different variations of chaos. It can be financial. It can be losing things. It can be grief. It can be the chaos of the world. But it's always, I, I think the chaos can really become addictive. Sure. I actually really agree with that. We, we create chaos if we would just, I, I mean, really though, you know, going back to kind of my story is like, mm-hmm. I, I chose to live in a car versus moving home to mom's house because mm. I had the story in my mind of, well, that's too chaotic of a life. My family will be distracting and will be too comfortable for me. I won't be able to expand in the way that I want to expand go and learn and do the things I want to do. So, but let's say this too. There's no wrong or right way to live your life. You cannot ever waste your time saying what I did or what I decided was right or wrong because number one, obviously you cannot change the past. And number two, what's the, I mean, but what is the point? Because 
as long as we're experiencing life, we're going to learn something from every experience. That's the purpose behind being here. So it doesn't matter if it was right or wrong. I, I regret a lot of things in my life, but regret doesn't always mean wrong. It doesn't mean I made the wrong choice or the decision. I still got to where I am today, whether it was an easier path or a harder path, who's to say? <laughs> so how, so if someone comes because I, you know, I just love this conversation. I feel like we could talk for hours on this. If, if someone like wanted to, you know, connect with you, it's like, how, what would that process look like? Do they, yeah. um, I know you have your website, uh, powerthroughhealing.com, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. Perfect. So you could go and so is there a First, menu? Like what, what are the options? Is there coaching group individual? I, I don't get too hung up on saying I have like a specific agenda, program. right? Okay. Like I don't have a specific program. I'm going to be really mm -hmm. honest, except for if I'm like coming up with course ideas. Um, I, it, it'll start with just a free consultation call. It'll just be me making sure that number one, I can help you. I have the tools and resources just to help you. Um, sometimes it, it might be, I can refer you to someone different that has more experience when it comes to like PTSD, very new, mm -hmm. fresh trauma. I'm not going to work with that because I'm not, I don't feel like I'm completely trained enough to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but, but we're going to get on a call just to make sure that, you know, I can help you. It's going to be all about you. What do you want for your life? What do you feel is in your heart? What is that impulse within you that you want to create more of. And we're going to explore a little bit about why, why you feel like you're not there yet in your life. Why have you not seen the results that you want to see in your life? And so that first call is just getting to know you and very briefly, you know, um, about my process is, you know, we're going to do hypnosis. We're going to use NLP techniques, it's going to be completely catered to what we need that day. So mm -hmm. it's always going to start number one with an RTT session mm -hmm. um, of hypnosis. That's about two hours long, Okay, 90 minutes to two hours. Um, we're going to do the whole session. We're going to get to the root cause of whatever issue you've come to me for. And whether that be confidence or feeling not good enough, or even if it's, I have no idea what I want to do with my life. What is my purpose? We can do a session on fine and giving you indicators for that. So getting to the root cause of the issue, reframing, using some really awesome techniques to upgrade your inner child, things like that. I leave a transformational audio that's about 15 to 20 minutes long that you will listen to for the next month, every mm. single day to really, you know, get your mind to grasp those new powerful beliefs and ideas for your life. The follow-up sessions will be just what do you need from me right now? What's come up since that session? Mm -hmm. You know, what else has kind of come up from that? And so, you know, usually about six weeks um, of working with me uh, would is going to sh show you incredible. I mean, you're going to turn out to be a completely new person. You're going to know so all I care about is you leaving with absolute clarity and understanding of who the heck you are and what you want. Life. And then we could do some deeper work, you know, if you really want to move forward, then like specifically, okay, now I know exactly what I want to do with my life. Can you help me to make sure I get there? Then that's mm -hmm. fine. You know, we'll, we'll work probably, you know, another three months or so after that, just to make sure you get really aligned with specifically what you want to be executing on. That's amazing. And I love what you're saying. It's not a cookie cutter. No, it, it, it can't possibly be it's because really I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what's going to come up <laughs> in those sessions. I don't know, you know. So, so one session of RTT is amazing, but it's usually one to three sessions within okay. that um, six to nine weeks. It, now, just with everything with the world that's changed, is it in person? Is it online? Do you offer nope, both? It's all over Zoom. No, nope, oh, I don't awesome. do anything in person. Okay. Um, I think eventually I want to start doing. I like I, before COVID, my I want to be traveling to different cities and like holding like a Saturday workshop and getting to do some stuff like that. So I really want to start to explore that um, here soon. But yeah, no, everything is just um, over Zoom and really easy. I feel like people get so much more comfortable being in the safety of their own home mm -hmm. and just um, especially during like a, like a hypnosis session where I'm like, you can be on your bed or your couch mm -hmm. and you're just really comfortable. You're at ease. It's less, it's almost like easier for them to get comfortable with it. 
I, 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 and I know some people love the in-person. I get that. I mean, that's how I started, but I have to say what's a nice is, especially with our weather, <laughs> you know, one of the things that's been so nice is that people can get the support and it doesn't matter what the weather is because you can just connect. And, yeah. um, I think them being at home is, has been great for a lot of people's healing because yeah. they don't, I'm just thinking, you know, for some people where my uh, main office is, it's in a large building where you have to take an elevator. So you have to go, you know what I mean? Like all these steps, mm, yeah, which you don't so think about when, when you're going to an appointment, it's like, yeah, people will do it because you know what choice, but now the choice is I can be at home with my dog or my cat, or I could just be in my jammies. It's, I've done things like I, I like me personally, like I've done stuff out of my car. Like I'll call a coach and get a coaching session in my car. Like, you know, things like that, that it's just so convenient now, um, to have that support on, you know, just very much at the tip of your fingertips, which I, I love. And I also, I know I posted something recently about uh, like, there's just, there's so much content out there, even if you're not ready or able to invest in the help that you really want, you know, or need. Um, there's so much luckily like free content and support on YouTube and on the internet in general, you know, it's just so much that can inspire you to start your healing journey. And I just freaking love it. I know that. And that's why it, my other episodes of Friday and feels, I always talk about, I, I love that piece of social media. I, I really enjoy Instagram. I think it's a little more neutral, mm -hmm. um, yeah. and being able to connect with other people. And I, have you ever heard of Tabitha Brown? Yeah, I love her. Uh, okay. Oh, and she has a restaurant in Chicago. Yeah, always in Chicago. No way. And you just reminded me of that. And I wish I would have freaking went yesterday. Uh, well, you'll have Dang to go it. back when you move there. I will come and visit you. Yes. I'm not vegan, but That's I, would, okay. <laughs> I would eat anything she put on, like anything she eats. Like, I don't even, yes. it's magic. But it was one of those things like this was, um, you know, divine intervention or God moment, whatever you want to call it. I was, uh, she just, fell into my feed right and she's just her voice is so gentle and she started she, she just is speaking to you and it's like one-on-one yeah. -on -one. she just has this yeah. crazy energy and she goes how are you doing and I was actually having a really rough day <laughs> and she goes it's been a rough time hasn't it you haven't laughed Aww. in a while <laughs> yeah. I started bawling <laughs> yes. I was like I don't know who you are lady and then she told oh, the joke yeah she told the joke and she was just like and she has these sayings and one of them is, you know, she, um, just talks about faith and love a lot, which just inspires me. And she said, and even if you, you know, you have a good day and even if you can't, don't go ruin someone else's. Mm. Oh. And I just love that of, yeah. you know, like when I'm in the grumpest mood, like, rah, 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 you know, I don't want to ruin anyone's day, but that's going back to what you were saying is that's what's so nice about the social media, the inspirational stuff that we can find of what, what am I filling myself with? Is it the podcast? Mm -hmm. Is it the new book? Is it something inspiring? Is it something that's making me feel better? You know, what's really funny though, um, is sometimes I kind of resent the algorithms because I, it's like, I am on TikTok and now all it is, is like these self-help videos and like, you know, all of those tap at the Browns, like, how are you feeling? And did it. And, and then my niece got on my phone and she, she's like, what is this? Like, what do you, what is on your TikTok feed? And I'm like, that's just what they show me. I would like to see some funnier videos definitely. or things like that too. So I wish you could kind of like, be like, look, I know I need a lot of self-development, but I also like sometimes just a funny dog video. Yep. My TikTok is though, like just either a funny ass dog or it's like, let's talk about your soul. So <laughs> that's, that's all it is. Throwing some and food. I wish it could Throwing be a little food. bit more diversified, but it's not. It's, it's hard. It's a little frustrating because sometimes my Instagram is like that. It'll be, it'll change yeah. erratically. And then I don't know. Like I had, I, I don't even know. I had all of these like Bollywood people, like just these oh, actors. I don't yeah. even know. Like it's cool, but I was like, yeah, I don't even I know. I do and like Instagram because you can, you can like kind of filter that. Like, I feel like you follow who you follow. You can kind of choose it. Whereas TikTok just picks it for you. And yeah. which I enjoy, like, I love it. Cause I've connected with a lot of people, you know, um, on my podcast are all like from TikTok or from social media, you know? So, uh, yeah. So it's just it's funny cool. though. 
Yeah, so it, like I get all these other people, and then it'll change a week later, and it'll be all these cats and puppies, and then it'll be mm-hmm. like food. So or like the one, <laughs> the one where it's hard is like when it's like this deep fried chicken sandwich from like South yeah. Carolina. I'm like, I need to get on a plane immediately, dude. Yeah, I I have a folder I created just for like travel destinations and then food and you know things like that so it's always funny and what you know talking about like self-care too is like Tabitha uh, just going back to her she'll do these videos and they're the most I find cooking videos very soothing and she I'm like I don't even know what this is but I want it like just keep talking to me Tab just keep talking to me yeah she's so funny (laughs) oh I love her so um how can people connect with you if they like to well, um, literally just go to powerthroughhealing.com okay. is probably best. You can my contact info on there. I'm on Facebook. I have a Facebook group, uh, Power Through Healing on Facebook. And I am trying, man, I'm going to try and blow up on TikTok. My niece is like, me and her are kind of competing. And I'm like, I gave up on Instagram. Yeah, I love Facebook. I love to post on Facebook and connect with people that way. But TikTok, I feel like I can just post like a minute video and you know I just I love it so you can find me on TikTok as well that's awesome so the in the last question that I like to ask is what is one piece of advice or one piece of wisdom that you would like to share with the people who are listening or watching that you would like Um, them to walk away with I just want you to remember how incredibly powerful you are just awaken to that power, whatever you have to do to learn that about yourself and to experience that for yourself. Um, I just, I really hope sincerely that you'll take this conversation and just do some exploration for yourself. Awesome. Thank you so much, Amanda. Thank you so much for coming to Friday. Yeah. And I feel, I hope you come back. And I want definitely... to come back like tomorrow. I'm so, yes! I'm like, dude, can we keep talking? Yeah. But that's okay. Well, you're yeah. going to have to come back and tell us about your podcast and we can connect. And Yay. definitely people always have an open invitation to Friday and I feel so. Thank you so much for thank coming. You. This has been amazing. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you to everyone who's watching and listening. And remember it's on the podcast of all the podcast platforms and also on the YouTube channel. Um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much everywhere the next thing will be i will get a bobblehead so then you can even have me at home (laughs) (laughs) but everyone i hope you have a beautiful weekend and amanda once again thank you so much for joining us thanks